0: So this week we're resuming our message series where we're kind of going through a guide to healthy relationships. Um, looking to the Word as our example. Um, and I was reminded this morning of um, another Psalm of David. Where he was talking about someone who had hurt him pretty badly. And he said, you know, if this was an enemy, I could bear it. But you... You know, this is someone that, that I went into the house of worship with, that I, I shared sweet fellowship with. And it was unbearable that, that he was you know, hurt so deeply and so badly by you know, a brother or sister, you know, as we say, in Christ. You know, of course, this is in the Old Covenant, but man relationships are hard. So hard. and am reminded of this morning, a relationship, it is simply a connection between two. A connection between two. We're obviously looking specifically at a relationship between two people, a connection that you make with people. We were reminded last week that we were created and designed for relationship. In fact, God exists as relationship. Father, Son, and Spirit. That's how we learned last week. God is love. Love requires relationship to be expressed. Requires relationship. And man, if we could just Live out First Corinthians 13. If we could just love others the way that God loves us, we would nail it. In fact, Jesus said that if you love him and love others, you know, you've nailed it. Everything that the law and the prophets require of you, you've done by simply loving. Anybody have any challenges with that this week? Anybody have a hard time being patient and kind and not remembering records of wrongs? Honoring people who dishonor you? Whew. Yeah, all of us should have been challenged in that this week. Unless you were you, you left the service and went off in your cave and interacted with nobody. And even then, you probably had a hard time loving yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anybody ever have that self-talk? You know, it's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah, this is, this is a, a place of freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Be yourself. It's okay. Be honest. Whew. Honesty love rejoices in truth right and sometimes you do rejoice you just kind of laugh at yourself and it's a good healthy thing it's like a good medicine um relationships obviously can be difficult we learned about love which is the first tool the most powerful strong tool that we uh put in our tool belt for uh you know having healthy relationships with others um but there's one topic that comes up over and over again when it comes to the issue of relationships Um, You know, and and it's claimed that this is the number one issue in relationships. Um, Numerous studies from multiple different resources, um, in all of them, a consistent top reason for relationships failing is attributed to a communications issue. Communication. Whether it be a marriage, a friendship, an employer, I mean, whatever the relationship might be, many issues arise in relationships and it's blamed on the, either the lack of communication or poor communication, right? A miscommunication. Although it's confirmed by therapists and human resources departments and psychologists and psychiatrists alike, it really challenged me. Whenever I go to the Word of God, I got to keep this here because I—it's I digital, but this looks cool. You look like you're a preacher if you if you go to the, you know, it's got my name engraved it in gold and everything. You know, it's, anyways. Yeah, when you go to the Word of God, (laughs) God doesn't talk about communication. He never lists communication as being a problem in life. I still have not found it anywhere in the Word of God where it labels relationship issues as communication problems anywhere. Why is this? Well, we were created by God to be in constant communication with the world around us. You cannot help but communicate. There's no such thing as not communicating. It doesn't exist. You're not getting to the root of the issue if you think communication is the issue. That's not really the root of the problem. I'm telling you, even by being absent, you're communicating something, aren't you? Right? Ooh, yeah. You're always communicating just by sitting there, the way that you're nodding off. You know, it communicates something, right? Communicate something that says something. Think about this, and I, I, I've, kinda, I've seen this personally. A, a married couple on the brink of divorce, they're ready to call it quits. They're likely, and they say it's because, well, he won't communicate, you know? All well, she ever does is nag, 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 you know? It's not a communication problem. They are communicating plenty to one another, right? Um, you know, they, they may say they have communication problems, but after listening to just a few minutes about their complaints, you realize that they are communicating like crazy to each other. They communicate so much. By the way, they spend money, right? That communicates something. I saw Net whip that checkbook out this morning. And you know, she's communicating something. God gets the first fruits, you know? Whew. You raised her right. Good job, Doreen. Give her a hand for Annette. We're not going to give Annette any credit for that. It's, <laughs> and we're not giving it all to the Lord. I'm sorry. I, I had to pick on you this morning, because I actually connected a little bit. Um, they communicate a lot by being on the phone at dinner, right? Or while they're talking. Becky loves to call me out on that one. what I just say? Busted. Busted. By coming home late. By never planning out dinner dates. By the way you discipline your children. By the way you close the door. By the way you walk across the floor. By the way you yell, you know, from the other end of the house and you have no idea what they said. And then it's your fault because you didn't hear. It. I told you. It's like, well, I don't understand. You know, across the house. Anybody have that? Just me? OK, anyways. Poor Becky had to work this morning, so she missed it. By the way, you side-eye, right? That's, our kids, apparently, it's a new thing. They don't just, like, uh, roll their eyes. They say side-eye, you know. I, I don't get that. But, but the, the way you fold your arms. I mean, you're communicating something, right? By being absent altogether, it communicates something to your spouse. So the Bible communi- defines this root issue that we call communication problems. Lack of communication, miscommunication. It's not a communication issue at all. What the Bible talks about over and over and over again is the root issue is understanding. Understanding. You're communicating something, but is the other person understanding what you're communicating, right? That's really what it comes down to. You'll find all through this book, issues with understanding. That's what the Bible calls out. Because understanding goes way beyond what we are saying. Because I can repeat what my wife says word for word, but that doesn't mean I understood it, right? You, you can read a textbook, and you can repeat it, but does that mean you really understood it? You know, um, from back in the day, whenever I was working in the software department and I was hiring people, I saw this all the time. People had big, fancy master's degrees, but you sit them down in front of a computer and you know, have them actually do what they learned, and they couldn't do it. They didn't understand, you know? Good at test-taking, but you didn't really understand, you know, the, the practical application. And it's no different than the Word of God. We know a lot of religious people who can quote this thing word for word, right? But living it out, eh, not so much, right? Living it out, not so much. Understanding goes beyond what we are perceiving that other people are communicating to knowing for sure what they actually intend to do. To communicate. Does that make sense? Understanding goes beyond my preconceived notions and what I'm hearing to what they're actually trying to communicate. Right? Understanding humbles ourselves and honors others. It syncs up our communication so that we accurately know how to interpret the information that we are receiving. Understanding, it's like a personalized dictionary that enables us to accurately translate what other people are saying. Have you ever seen this? I mean, you can say, I don't know if I can do this in church or not, but Tim's worked in construction, you know? I mean, I know most of us have been there, so I'm just gonna kinda talk about this issue. The F word. It's an amazing word in the English dictionary. It can be a noun, a verb, a pronoun. I heard a guy say nothing but the F word, like five or six times in a row, that's all he said. And I understood what he was saying. Like this F and F not ever like and I understood exactly what he was saying. Like it's just crazy. Anybody experience that? I mean we live in the real world, right? Like, wow. Communication. It is very interesting, isn't it? A dictionary. But you build this up through relationship. You know, I know my wife, um, so I know that when she I know when she says, okay. She's upset with me, or okay is okay, I'm cool, or okay is, you know, right? You you build up this dictionary. She can be saying the same word, and she can mean eight or nine different things by that one word, right? I mean, come on. But we've built up a dictionary so that I can interpret and understand what she means by her okay. All right, understanding doesn't mean that we agree with the other person. Come on. This is such a hot topic in our culture today, especially social media. I, OK, I'm going to go out on, on thin ice here, OK? OK, I'm OK with my children learning certain things. They know it's a theory, and it's not true, and it's an absolute lie. But it's OK learning about it so you can understand where other people are coming from, right? You know, Meggie's starting to dip her toe into, like, world religions and everything. And, you know, and whatnot. And it's, it's okay to learn about other things to gain an understanding. It's actually critically important. If you, have you ever read through Daniel? Daniel loved God. He worshipped the Lord, the, the, the one true living God. But he learned all about the Babylonian culture and, and whatnot. He was fluent in it. Fluent in it. But he didn't practice it. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, it's, it's okay to learn about people and to gain Information, that's how you get understanding. So I'm going to go through that a little slower here in a little bit. Understanding doesn't mean that you agree with that person. It doesn't mean that you um, are happy with the choices that they're making. Doesn't mean that you don't call sin, sin. But understanding helps you to get that person and understand where they're coming from and hear what they're saying, both with and without words. In fact, the more time you spend with that person, you're going to start building that personal dictionary. Here's an example of how this dictionary gets built over time through relationships, okay? You have
1: to learn how to communicate. That's the word, communication. You have to learn how your spouse communicates. That takes time. Men and women communicate differently. It took me two years of marriage to figure out my wife will never tell me to do anything around our home. If Tammy wants me to do something, she'll ask me a question. It's from the question that I gotta stand there and figure out what it is she wants me to do. Simple example, say I leave a pair of my underwear in the middle of the bedroom floor, which frosts my wife. That's her word when she's angry. That just frosts me, Jeffrey. (laughs) So I leave my underwear in the middle of the room. Would she come to me and say to me, pick those up, that's three words. Hey, pick those up, three words. Would she say him? No, because that would be simple, direct, and right to the point. And at that moment, we would be communicating at the highest human level. The way God the Creator intended it, through language. She looks at me, looks at my underwear, and then asks, are those yours? I sure hope they are, otherwise I got a few questions in my own. What do you want? That's the only question a man has for his wife. What do you want? Quit talking in code and tell me what you want. My favorite question: we weren't married two months. I'm leaving the house. I got golf clubs on my shoulder, got golf shoes in my hand, and everybody knows what she asked me. Where are you going? I was only married a couple months. I didn't know any better. I looked at, I'm going bowling, Columbo. What do you mean? If you're taking notes, that would be the wrong answer. <laughs> An hour later, I was still in my living room. Come on, tell me, what is this about? Please, let me know. Please. I can make the back nine. Just let me know. It's about knowing the right answer. That's why. Why your beautiful, intelligent wife would ask such a banal question. I know better today. If I'm leaving the house with golf clubs on my shoulder today, and Tammy says, Where are you going? We'll put these in the car, baby. I'm gonna come back and mow our lawn. That's <laughs> Just practicing, leaving for golf.
0: (laughs) Right? Understanding. And you, it's so cool because you build up this dictionary with people as you get to know them. It could be co-worker, spouse, children, whatever. It it is so cool because, you know, I've experienced this especially in the workplace. You're in the other room and you hear somebody say something to, to someone And you know exactly the expression they're making. You know what they heard. You know what they're thinking. And you're not even in the same room with them, right? You understand them that well to that degree. You know, the problem is when we store something in our personalized dictionary incorrectly, now you're setting yourself up for failure, aren't you? Miscommunication. You're not understanding them when you assume you know what somebody is thinking. Becky and I go through this all the time. I'm like, I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Oh, I knew what you meant. I knew what you were thinking. No. God is my witness. He can strike me with lightning. That is not what I meant. That is not what I, you know, but you can't, you can't. Once somebody has something in their dictionary incorrectly, it's really hard to turn that around, isn't it? It creates a lot of issues, a lot of friction in relationships, right? Understanding goes beyond communication. Understanding is a power to break up our hardened hearts. This is what God wants to do. To replace our hardened hearts with hearts of flesh, compassion, and empathy. So you actually understand other people and where they're coming from. Even if you don't agree with them. It enables us to see others not just as they are now, but also who God is created them to be it gives you a prophetic ability to understand and to call out uh, good things in them and it really it helps you to see from their perspective from their point of view Um, just one little bit of information one little bit of information can radically transform our perspective toward a person toward a relationship toward um, a situation because it gives understanding understanding requires information understanding requires information the only way we can receive information and this this is what a religious spirit prevents us from doing right is to humble ourselves and to receive information that we may not normally agree with or see eye to eye with right that one little bit of information consider how just one little piece of missing information radically transformed the understanding of some of these situations, okay? now I'm going back old school, hang in here with me. Some of these are a little sketchy, but one little bit of missing information radically transforms your perspective of what's happening in these situations. Hello,
2: how much are they asking? Well, that's a lot of money for a deck. Well, I hate to tell you this, but you're getting robbed. Uh, did you hear me? You're getting robbed. Ow! Stop!
1: Stop! Stop! Stop!
2: Stop! 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 Stop!
1: AmeriQuest, an open-minded, equal-opportunity lender. Here's some money. What do we got here? Hello.
2: I'm her daddy. Cute
0: dog. And I could go on and on and on. <laughs> One little bit of missing information And man, those situations look entirely different, don't they? Now these are funny, but how many times have you chosen to completely destroy a relationship because you knew what had happened there? You knew what was going on, you knew what they were thinking, but you really didn't. You really didn't. You missed it, completely misinterpreted it. And no one's sleeping. Yeah. It kind of makes you think back to some relationships, right? The lack of understanding or a simple miscommunication, they never lead to anything good. These were humorous, but a lack of understanding is a serious, serious issue to God. Listen to some of these scriptures. God said in Isaiah 53 13, my, Therefore, my people, my people, God said, will go into exile. Why? Because of their sin, because of their hard-heartedness, because of their, you know, choice to bow down and worship other gods. Why do they do all those things? God said in Isaiah 5.13, my people go into exile because of their lack of understanding. They lack understanding. God said this over and over and over again. My people, they lack understanding. Yeah, they sinned and they did different things, but God pulled all those issues back to the single root cause of a lack of, of understanding. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9, and Jesus quoted it in Matthew 13. This people, their hearts have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, right? Because he said they're always seeing but never perceiving. They're always hearing, but they're never understanding. Jesus said otherwise they may see with their eyes. They may hear with their ears. They may understand with their hearts. Okay, you can see things. You saw the same. You know that cop saw the same scene that that dad and his daughter and her friends saw. Right? You can see things, but understand them incorrectly. You can hear things, but <laughs> misunderstand what they're saying. Right? The way that we understand, Jesus said, is with our hearts. Our hearts. Jesus said, if we uh, understood their hearts, then He would heal. He would turn and he would heal them. Isaiah chapter 27 verse 11. For this people are a people without understanding. Because they lack understanding, their maker has no compassion on them. Their creator shows them no favor. Jeremiah 4.22. My people are fools. They don't know me. They are senseless children. All because they have No understanding. Hosea 4.14, a people without understanding come to ruin. Ephesians 4.18, they're darkened in their understanding. They have separated themselves from a life of God because of ignorance. And it's due to the hardening of their hearts. What do we understand with? Hearts. What does the enemy want to do? Harden your heart. Because if he can get you to harden your heart towards a group of people, you'll never reach them with the gospel. You're going to harden your perspective toward them. You're never going to love them, never have compassion on them, never have empathy on them. And isn't that what God has done in the church today? Trust me, I will still call sin, sin from this pulpit, no matter what. And if the Assemblies of God start choosing to call certain lifestyles not sinful, well, then we will be whatever the new whatever is. We will always stand on the word of God, no matter what. But we cannot harden our hearts toward those caught in sin because you will never reach them. Never reach them. And I could go on and on and on. Lack of understanding from cover to cover. That is what God's word talks about as being the issue. Not miscommunication, not lack of communication, but a lack of understanding. But if we're intentional about gaining understanding, if we seek after it, if we remain humble and teachable, well, everything can change for us. Everything can change. We can become so, so much more effective in every area of our lives. This affects everything because it affects our relationships. In fact, Proverbs chapter 2, verse uh, 2 to 25 says this. Turn your ear to wisdom and apply your what to understanding? And again, you're going to see this all through the scriptures. You understand with your heart. Why does Ezekiel over and over and over again, as we keep, I keep you know, declaring and proclaiming over Billy, that he's going to remove her heart of stone and give her a soft heart, a new heart. She's already got the new spirit. God has to remove that hardened heart and give us a new heart of flesh so that we can understand people and so that we can understand him. Proverbs 2, verse 225 calls us to call out for insight. Cry aloud for understanding. Look for it as silver. Search for it as a hidden treasure. We need to value it. In verse 5 it says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. Then you will find the knowledge of God. Here's the hard part about understanding. Understanding takes work. (laughs) I'm comfortable With my preconceived notions about people and about situations. I can sleep at night with them, right? But God is pulling us beyond our preconceived notions. Those are prisons. He's making those walls crumble. Understanding takes work and effort. It doesn't automatically happen. We have to look for it. We have to seek it out. We have to value it and desire it. We have to value understanding other people. Most of us don't. Trust me, the spirit of religion wants you to not understand other people. It wants you to just be like, you know what? Pfft, division. They're wrong. You're right. That's all you ever need to know. And then you're going to go to heaven. You're going to be like, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. And Jesus is going to be like, you know what? You, you didn't understand. You were a clanging cymbal. Great, you spoke in tongues. Well, that, you didn't do it in love. And so I never knew you. Be gone from me, right? It's, whew, ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. We have to look for it. We have to seek out understanding. It takes humility. I have to humble myself. It takes time. It takes effort. I have to build relationships with people that I don't understand. And man, is that hard to do. Don't understand. I say this all the time. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get you. I'll just outright say it now. Like, I don't understand. I don't get you. What? what, what? Now, have you ever heard that? <laughs> I don't get it. Help me. Help me to understand. Cry out. Call out for insight. Call out for understanding. I've had to say this to my children so many times. I don't get what you, why did you, what were you thinking? Why did you just do this? Like, not that I'm like accusing and oh, you're nasty and your whatever. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand what you were thinking. Trying to understand, OK? Call out for it. Cry out for it. It's what the Proverbs tell us to do. And understand why Megan is roaming the hallways. Help me to understand. Hi, welcome back. How important is understanding to God? When God chose to fill Beazel with the Holy Spirit, the first man to ever receive that blessing, guess what the Word of God said that he filled him with? Understanding. Now, he was a craftsman, a skillsman, a tradesman. The leaders over the tribes of Israel, they will be a people of understanding. When Solomon was gifted by God, it was not just with wisdom, but also, why do we read what the Word of God says? We always say, God gave Solomon great wisdom. Well, the Bible says God gave Solomon great wisdom and understanding. Can't have one without the other. God established the heavens and the earth with, according to the Word of God, understanding. Whew. Once you start seeing how critical understanding is, you start seeing it everywhere in the scriptures. This little you word that doesn't get preached about very often, it's all through the word of God, all through it. Jesus wrapped himself in the flesh to be tempted and tried and weak, just like you and I, to become a great high priest who is completely empathetic, which means what, does he, what was he valuing there? Understanding. He can completely understand you. Daniel was exalted and blessed in the exile. during the Israeli exile into, um, you know, under King Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian kingdom, into the service of his own enemy, because he had understand. Read it in Daniel. That's, that's what he had. That's why he was exalted. Even at the day of Pentecost, when believers were filled with the Spirit, they began to speak in other tongues. It was to bring what? To every nation that was gathered there hearing them. Understanding. It was so they could understand and hear the praises of God being proclaimed in their own tongue. The Greek word here is tsunami. Woo! You hear about all these, you know, yeah, anybody ever hear of a tsunami? Understanding brings a tsunami into your life. Washes you clean, right? Washes away all that dusty, moldy, old, under, you know, what you thought was understanding. What you thought you knew was accurate. That's what understanding does. That's what it is. Tsunami. I love it. It's defined by the Vine's expository dictionary as to set or to join together in the mind through perception. Relationship. It brings us together. It brings us together through perception. Not through truth. Facts are facts. Truth is truth. Understanding applies those facts and truths to bring people together, not to bring division and to separate. We gain understanding in the same way that all those people on the day of Pentecost gained understanding. Acts chapter 2, verse 12. They heard everyone speaking in tongues in their own language, and they were amazed, and they were perplexed, and they asked one another, what does this mean? Here's, right there it is. That, that's your key to understanding. Questioning. That's the tool that God gave you to lead to understanding. I was going to split this into two messages. I decided not to. Can't leave you hanging on understanding. It's just as important. Because if I tell you how awesome understanding is, and then you walk out these doors, and, OK, how, how do I understand people? Questioning. This is what you do to gain understanding. Seek for it. Just, uh, go back to the Proverbs. What, what, what was it? Um Because I can't remember. Yeah, call out for it. Cry aloud for it. Look for it. Search for it. You do this through questioning, asking questions. The enemy wants you to be hard-hearted, like, whatever. The the person just hates me. They just don't, whatever, you know? The Holy Spirit wants us to be like, okay, yeah, they hate me, but why? (laughs) You know? Even though you need understanding. (sighs) Go on here. Sorry, there's a lot I want to cover. I'm discerning what what to cover and what not to cover. Not questioning to accuse. What's wrong with you? What were you thinking, right? But what were you thinking? Like questioning to gain information. Information is what brings understanding. Not questioning to accuse, but questioning to learn. Asking genuine questions from a teachable and humble heart that is what leads to understanding sure you you may still disagree but at least in your minds you come together you understand that greek word tsunami right you understand asking people questions in order to learn about them builds relationship right knowledge puffs up love builds up understanding builds up it builds relationship and even though you may not Relate to them, at least you understand them. Not like your BFFs. They could still be your enemy and hate you, but at least you understand them, right? <laughs> this is about your understanding, not about them. It's about you, right? It broadens our knowledge and compassion when we humble ourselves and learn to view things from the perspective of others. You know the common cliche, well, to walk my, my shoes, right? You know? There's actually a little bit of truth to that, you know, of trying to understand. You know, um, you know back, back in the 90s, you know, there was a popular song, it's like, you know, and he went on about all these different situations, and he said, you know, then you might really know what it's like, right? Then you might really know what it's like. And, you know, not that I agree with the, anything that's said there, but there's some truth to that, you know, to understand. Listening people, to learn about them, allows the love of God to flow through our lives, lets people know that we genuinely care about them, And then they still be our enemies, but at least we get them, we understand them. We must be willing to ask questions with an open mind, a softened heart. Physically listening and responding is not enough, that doesn't lead to understanding. Here's an example of physically listening and responding, but with a hardened heart and a single minded focus, okay? Do you understand what I mean? There's a difference between listening and you're hearing what they're saying. But you just want to get to your point. Ever do that in an argument? You're waiting for the person to shut up so you can get your point out, right? (laughs) That does not lead to understanding. Open heart, open mind, so that you understand people. And I I know it's sort of a dry message, so I'm throwing in a whole bunch of fun video clips here.
2: First there was PlayStation, AKA PS1. Then there's PS2, PS3, and now PS4. And that makes sense. You'd think after Xbox, there'd be Xbox 2, but no. Next came Xbox 360. Hmm? And now, after 360, comes Xbox One. Why One? Maybe that's how many seconds of thought they put into naming it. Can you get the butter, please? Yeah. You know, however, with the Xbox One, I can control my entire entertainment system using voice commands. Up until now, I've had to use Leonard. Then get the other one. Pass the butter. Get. Hang on. I don't feel like you're taking this dilemma seriously. Fine, Sheldon. You have my undivided attention. Okay, now, the PS4 is more <laughs> angular and sleek-looking. No way! You, it, it's true, but the larger size of the Xbox One may keep it from overheating. Well, you wouldn't want your gaming system to overheat. No, see, well, you absolutely would not. And furthermore, the Xbox One now comes with a Kinect included. Included?! Yes! <laughs> Not sold separately. You, although the PS4 uses cool new GDDR5 RAM while the Xbox One is still using the conventional DDR3 memory. Why would they still be using DDR3? Are they nuts? You, <laughs> see, that's what I thought. But then they go and throw in an ES RAM buffer. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Who's they? The Xbox! You're kidding! No, I am not! And this ES RAM buffer should totally bridge the 100 gigabit per second bandwidth gap between the two RAM types! This is a nightmare! How will you ever make a decision? You see, I don't know! What should I do? Please pass the buyer! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you can be listening to what somebody is saying, and your mind is still focused on one thing. And that's all you really care about. You can care less about what the other person is talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. That does not lead to understanding. That does not build a relationship. It does not tell the other person you care about them and what they care about, right? You know, so you know, sometimes ladies and your husbands come home and they're ranting about things, and vice versa. You know, when Becky comes home, she's talking about things in the pharmacy, you got to listen and understand. Actively listen. Put yourself in their situation. Care about it. even if you don't understand what they're talking about. You know, just you know, you gotta understand and listen. Okay, so we ask questions. We ask questions to gain understanding. Um, understanding also keeps our own heart soft and compassionate, just as Jesus's was. Understanding is what I believed enabled Jesus to go through the seven woes against the leadership of his people. You know what I'm talking about, right? Woe to you right he went through seven of them seven woes called them sons of hell right broods of vipers but in the end this is jesus and he he didn't sin in any of these things he did some name calling in his day yet he didn't sin but in the end his heart was broken and he said how long i have longed to gather you together like a mother hen gathers in her chicks. That's what enabled him to know the thoughts and the sins of the people around him and still to love them and to serve them and to forgive them, even from the cross. Ephesians 4.17 says this. So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord. Okay? If the Bible doubles up on something, that's important. Paul said to the church in Ephesus, I'm telling you this, And I insist on it in the Lord. He's throwing some weight behind it. That you must no longer live the way the Gentiles do. In the futility of their thinking. They're darkened in their understanding. And they've separated themselves from the life of God because of their ignorance due to their hardening of their hearts. They've lost all sensitivity. They've given themselves over to all kinds of sensuality. They indulge in any kind of form of impurity. And they're even full of greed. Does that sound like the world around you a little bit, right? That, however, is not the way of life that you have learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him according to the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. It's being corrupted by its deceitful, sinful desires and to instead be made new in the attitude of your minds. Right? This is not something you put on so that you talk and act like a Christian. You get renewed inwardly through the Holy Spirit to actually be a new creation, not just to look and talk and act like one, but to actually be a new creation from the inside out, then you will walk, talk, and act like one because you are one, not because you're putting on a mask and acting like one. Then he goes on and he says, "You were t- okay, to throw that off, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self who is created in God in true righteousness and holiness. So out of a hardened heart, most people out there would rather believe the worst about people, right? We love drama. We love to hear the dirt on people, especially in the political realm, right? You love to hear the dirt on people. Most people would rather hear and believe the worst about other people than taking time to seek out truth, and to seek out understanding. And we all know how that feels when people do that to us, right? Pretty much all of us here have experienced that at one point in time in their lives. And you can't shake that from them, can you? No matter how hard you try. Just ask Becky about her grandma. I I was the Eddie Haskell type, and I had to Google that to figure out what the heck that even meant. I don't know. Does anybody know who Eddie Haskell was? (laughs) Apparently, he acted all nice, you know? Apparently, that was me. I was the bad boy. But man, I was nice around the family, you know. Not really, I just was who I was. It took me a long time to shake that perspective off from her, you know. It's hard. It is hard. Most people would rather find a reason to look down on you than to try to understand you. To take the time to get to know you. Yeah, you got a past. You want to hear why? want to hear how hard that was to live through, you know. People don't want to take the time. They just want to discount you and write you off because they know who you are. They know what you're like, right? We've been called not to live like Gentiles in the futile of their thinking, in their hardened hearts, and their lack of understanding. We have been called to live like Christ. Christ. God's word insists that we live differently. After giving our lives to Christ, we can't continue being hard hearted ignorant-minded. We must choose not to be darkened in our understanding, but this is sort of a a word that the enemy has taken and twisted. We need to be enlightened, right? We're the light of the world. We carry the light of Christ, the true light. Guess what? In heaven, there ain't even any shadows. There's so much light because the light of Christ uh, enlightens the place, right? In our understanding, in our understanding with one another, then we will live full, effective, blessed lives then your life will be at peace because you know you're right before god no matter what other people have against you and the way they choose to act you choose to act with understanding with compassion right you choose to keep a softened heart not a hardened heart man that's a hard thing to do in relationships isn't it people will give you every reason to be hard-hearted toward them and we've got to try to choose to hand that over to God, to let him bring healing into our own lives. Because that's the only one you're responsible for. You're not responsible for that other person. They answered to God for them. You answer to God for you. You keep your heart soft. Keep your heart soft. And we're going to talk about practical ways of doing that later. It may not be what you think it is. It's not to be a, not to be a welcome mat where everybody walks all over you and abuses you, right? We talked about that last week. There's things you got to do to keep your heart soft toward people. Sometimes it's to keep a little distance between you and them, right? Sometimes, Jesus did. Okay, so as we go on from here, let's be intentional about seeking out understanding. That person that drives you up a wall, pray and ask the Spirit why. Ask that person some questions. Not in an accusing way of why are you the way you are, but in a humble way that honors them that you're trying to understand. Hey, why'd you do that? Why'd you say, like, you know, and I'm not saying that's how you ask it, but try to understand where they're coming from. Even though you don't agree with it, even though sin is sin, understand them. It's going to keep your heart soft. It's going to cause you to be effective in the ministry that God has called you to, to seek and to save the lost. Jesus got down there, wrote in the dirt. He defended that woman caught in adultery. Then he told her to go and sin no more. He's able to do it perfectly. And if he did it, we can too. Because he's calling us to follow him in his example. All right, so let's close this prayer. So, Jesus, right now, you know me full well. You know the hurts, the deep scars and hurts that I am carrying around at the hand of other people and the way they have mistreated me. So I'm asking you, Jesus, right now to be my healer. Heal me of those wounds. Forgive me for hardening my heart in response. Jesus, right now I look to you to be my defender, my protection, my refuge, my defense. Jesus, teach me how to be more understanding of other people. I don't want to be hard-hearted and hard-headed. God, I want to be like you. I want to be compassionate. I want to have empathy towards people. I want to understand them. So help me to love the way that you love and to live the way that you live, Jesus. Thank you for your healing that's mending every wound received through relationship in your name. Amen.